so today we're gonna go over well last week we talked about uh, fear not um, and this week we want to talk about how we implemented being calm being confident and indifferent in our day-to-day life because we want to authentically practice what we preach um, Heather and I both have um, things that we want to overcome as we know other people want to do as well and what better way as to document it as we go along so um, Heather how how have you been implementing being calm and confident than indifferent since we last talked yes so I have quite a frenzy of activity going on in my life it's a transition where I'm moving from one place to another so I have different characters coming in to help me at different stages which I'm not used to so Mm -hmm. it's normally I feel pretty confident because I'm not interacting very much (laughs) but then it's like no no here here are a bunch of tests here's like five different personalities in a day Mm -hmm. and see how you do um so (laughs) honestly yesterday was a bit challenging and then comical after reflecting upon it um what I want to do in my interactions is slow down before I hit the ball back like we're on a tennis court right right so I really want to implement that calmness aspect Mm -hmm. a lot more my energy is a bit um hyper I wouldn't say like hyper high so yeah that's my honest answer right now that's my reflection right now I'm, I'm doing pretty good with the indifference um I've had some some results of interactions which I wouldn't prefer necessarily but right. I'm like uh it's okay I trust I trust right mm-hmm. so calmness mm-hmm. um I would say for me it's struggling with confidence mm-hmm. and now now that you've said indifference you're pretty good with indifference um yes I would say about the same for myself I'm pretty good with indifference now that's making me think that indifference is probably the first stage that you mm-hmm. get to reason being is if you get to this stage where you want to change where you're realizing that you're making choices or your first interaction is to have that emotional knee-jerking response um, to whenever you fear something it's now the first stage is you're in awareness and when you're in awareness, it's coming up in front of you like a 
warning sign. And when the warning sign comes up, you're going to have to look at it and being indifferent, you're now in awareness to know, well, you know, if I act like I'm crazy right now, that might not look good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so indifference is definitely a good measure to know that you are at least in awareness of this thing coming up against you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so for me now, working on confidence is definitely at the forefront because now that I've moved away from my clientele in Fort Lauderdale, I am here, even though most of my day is taken up with the girls in school, there's there's at some point in time where, you know, money is not going to be as, I, was, I wouldn't say it's easy right now, but I can maneuver. So before it's depleted, what is my next step? Now, I'm sitting on a whole bunch of ideas. I know exactly who, where, what, and why. If anything, my crutch of cooking has been taken taken away, I'd have to start um, putting myself out there again. But I also know deep down inside that I that's not what I'm meant to do. So I have to sit here and figure out how to combine both 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 things or a myriad of things together. Um, So today I was taking inventory of my resources, taking inventory of what Instagram provides, what Facebook provides. Cannot stand Facebook. I'm sorry. I just got to say it. (laughs) Um, You know, going back to my... um, website developer a year after and was like okay I'm ready (laughs) and he's like okay I've got to go back and find if it's even accessible (laughs) so I did all that and I had to sit down with myself and really consider how much I have but because I fear taking that next step how much I have hindered myself And the big boogeyman in the room of this is my sense of fear. What is fearful? It's a big nothing burger to most people, but why is it to me? Why is what I have to offer um, something that I should keep to myself and not to share it with the world? So... Here I am sharing it with the world, and I hope that everybody that's listening to me right now decide to be on this journey to catch yourself, to catch yourself basically red-handed, red-handed trying to stop you from becoming who you're supposed to be. Stop yourself from accomplishing the things that you are, you know deep down you're supposed to accomplish. Um, I made an Instagram post 
And I must say it was in lots of anxiety that I did that, but it was really pressing on me. And it was how often we, you know, we toss God into all sorts of phrases. And that one phrase is like, you know, God makes you uncomfortable before it's time, (laughs) before he moves you. And I'm, I sat there and I thought to myself, God doesn't make you uncomfortable. That's completely uh, upside down, wrong, because you know that he is good. He provides good things. We do have choice and we are then choosing to not make better choices for ourselves. And he's not to blame for that. He's put those gifts inside of you. He's put that urgency inside of you. He's put that prompting inside of you, but you ignore it. Those promptings to say, leave that person, leave this job, you know, leave this addiction, leave that mindset. But yet we stay there. And then when things come up against us, you know, people place things not going our way we want to turn around and say well God makes it uncomfortable before we move on we don't even have to go down that road because had we you know heard the prompting we would have just gone on into let me do what I'm supposed to do how do you find that in your life I find that takes an incredible amount of bravery um Mm -hmm to overcome any self-sabotage mechanism that's been programmed into me personally um, that takes an incredible amount of awareness throughout the day to notice when I'm ignoring or by uh, overlooking uh, promptings um, and to call myself out um or catch myself um I feel that I'm getting closer to having more faith and trust um to override my computer system that's Mm -hmm. that I'm still um just kind of like getting the last bit of cobwebs off my fingers like okay yeah clearing that yeah mm-hmm. I would say clearing that stagnation mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think about stagnant water and in stagnant water mosquitoes breed up <laughs> bacteria and all sorts of things that would definitely impede even moving further or it would hold you back because you stayed somewhere too long that now you've gathered even more issues around moving on. The first prompting is where we should have moved but now we've gone past the sixth prompting and now Mm -hmm other how can I say demands are made of us in the situation that we should have moved out of Mm -hmm. and now 
we're going around the mountain like they said um <laughs> bible reference the israelites around the mountain for 40 years <laughs> so much so that they missed the promised land so now that we're indifferent and now that you realize that your prompting now is to be calm before you move forward can you see the steps that you might have to take before you jump into something and that something can even be your own thoughts or your own thoughts on something or a person or on a place I have a responsibility mm-hmm. to build my calm muscle, my calmness muscles. My meditation practice is what I need to mm-hmm. really dive into to to become habitualized in in that state. And I would say, is meditation? Can we call meditation introspection? I'm not sure. I've always been um a little unclear on that i feel that meditation introspection for me i'm still Mm -hmm. busy in my mind and reflecting Mm -hmm. and meditation is getting me to a space of just pure receptiveness without interacting without thinking just allowing my nervous system to totally like get into a regulated state and no action at all introspection is a little more active for me i think okay okay so that can be different based on each individual person because i'm gonna say for me meditation is harder but introspection is something that i tend to do and saying that i'm gonna say maybe there needs to be a balance maybe i need the balance on more meditation than introspection because it seems now that i'm talking to you i can hear myself and it seems as if i get stuck at introspection and introspection is holding me back because I can't move forward because I'm always trying to make sure I'm doing things correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's more of an obsession to make sure that I do it right. I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. So here I am stuck at doing it, make sure you're doing it right, make sure you're doing it right. So much so I'm being hindered and can't move forward because (laughs) I'm still trying to be in the future, predicting to myself that it's not going to work out and then nothing gets done. Who are we to know that we have that control? I mean, to think that we have that much control or power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I, I... need personally to surrender and allow things to flow that I'm not aware of 
it's the mystery, you know, like, oh, something's going to move, some energy's going to shift. Mm-hmm. And I need to 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 believe that I'm not holding it all together, that there's something else besides me and my obsession. Ah. Uh, yes. Yes. And then and then obsession can be anything because for me it's obsessing over if I'm going to do it right. Yeah, that's what I yeah, I that's <laughs> that's me too. Same. Right? So, even though we're at different spectrums, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still applicable regardless. Yeah. yeah. And that's amazing. That's crazy. Awesome and enlightening at the same time. Yeah. Um, So here we are agreeing at a balance of meditation and introspection. This is coming after we have been indifferent to situations. Now, I think both of us have figured out what we've been fearing, our big boogie monster, right? Um, On a daily basis, we are accepting of people's behavior we are accepting of the positions places that we find ourselves in and somehow we're attracting better hmm, responses in those areas our boogie monsters are lying in our heads yes literally Mm -hmm. I am not um But with that being said, everybody's boogie monster or when we have to really reevaluate if we are making sure that we are not in fear, that we are fearing not, the truth is all the boogie monsters are in our heads. And and this is what our work is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. to alchemize that boogie monster into a, some other sort of creature <laughs> that's that's soft and surrendered and allowing and ex, you know like okay you know flowy something with feathers <laughs> I know something light <laughs> yeah something marshmallowy and uh-huh. cotton candy yeah how okay yeah so i say after doing our being indifferent and being calm i'm gonna put it in that order and we're gonna leave confidence for the last because after you have done all those things you can you're only left with being confident yeah it's just gonna click and because you you're owning it yeah it's just there yeah Falls right it's place. it's completely alchemized mm-hmm. it's as much as you know that when you're going to you're gonna sit in a chair that the chair is there yeah right you know we're completely shocked if we sit there and the chair breaks though <laughs> But we sat down in that chair with such confidence, like mm-hmm. we've been doing since we've learned yeah. to sit in a chair. Mm-hmm. So here we are now realizing that 
I am going against God when I completely ignore being calm and being indifferent to the situations that we face. So now we can really, really, really turn it inward because it's not about people, it's not about the places, and it's not about the things. It's nothing about anything on the outside of us. So then we've turned the mirror, the light bulb, the everything, and we're now looking at ourselves wholly and solely, and we're saying, okay, so really, what is this boogie monster, and what prevents me from being who I need to be in this moment? What's really bothering my soul? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? So now we're sitting at what am I afraid of? And I'm thinking, I've heard the um, quote that I'm not really sure how it's worded, but it's something like, we are afraid of being the super being that we're supposed to be. Yeah, I love that quote. Yeah. And I'm like, why though? Like, make it make sense. Why? I'm just gonna try to find something. Okay, so I think that if you become the super being that you're supposed to be, maybe you feel like if you get there and you might fail, you get to the point where, of course, you've achieved everything you wanted to achieve. You have, uh, you have some sort of recognition. And this is why you have the recognition, but do you have the recognition of self you might have the recognition from people you might have the recognition being famous but is it the um, recognition of self like did you completely gain everything you wanted to in life and then when I say it like that it sounds materialistic And I'm not materialistic. So I can't say that me fearing becoming the super person that I'm meant to be has anything to do with recognition from others, um, being famous, or anything like that. So when I look over myself and I realize that me saying everything I'm saying now in 
on this podcast, speaking with Heather has nothing to do with gaining anything materialistic, but more so to grow. And if anyone out there is feeling like I'm feeling, is identifying with what I'm saying, if anybody's out there in my position, and if this helps them to alleviate that, that is exactly why I was put here on earth. Yes. And that is fulfilling because in my authenticity to share what are my drawbacks, what are my fears, to share overcoming my fear or implementing a way of thinking and you guys can hear that and Heather can hear that that's a million bucks times a million and how dare I shut my mouth and bottle this up I know there's a part in the Bible that says (laughs) it says do not quench the Holy Spirit. And I always go back to when I went to church and they would say these things that I was never, I don't feel like I was given a logical, practical way to understand what was being said. But honestly, in this moment, as I'm speaking to you, if I decide to chase materialistic things, to try to ignore the fact that I should be speaking on this podcast today with Heather and I don't do it, I would be quenching the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. What say you, Heather? I have a quote ready from the 1994 inaugural speech of Nelson Mandela, which Mm. says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, Who are you not to be? You are a child of God, and your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that more than works. Yeah, that's, that's it. speechless and we can't be speechless on the podcast (laughs) 
I know. I've I've loved that quote and and I've used it as encouragement to garner bravery in myself to shine a little brighter than maybe I'm comfortable doing not only for myself but because it is I who am embodying this life that was given to me by God and as I do these things and continue to um um what's the word continue to to show and share that courage mm-hmm. what it says give permission to other people to do the same so i'm not doing it for myself i'm doing it because i honor the life that i'm given and i want to help others to feel the same sense of courage hmm wow yeah so how dare we try exactly. to go back how dare we try to even obsess over death mm-hmm. before we do what we're supposed to do? I give that death obsession maybe five minutes of my day and then I'm like, all right, you've had enough. <laughs> yeah. We've got work yeah. to do. This is why we're here. Yeah. How dare we even think that our life here is to do better than the the Joneses mm-hmm. how dare we limit our lives to cars clothes um, how <laughs> so we fully and thoroughly investigated ourselves <laughs> And we know we need to come into balance. The only thing that can help us balance is awareness. Self-awareness is 90% of the battle. I don't need statistics to come up with if that's true or not. If you're aware of yourself, Heather, what was your quote the other day about um, you posted the oh, higher I, self? I got kicked out um, by Telegram, um, no. so I came back in. I'm so sorry. Can you tell me what you were just saying? So I was saying, what was the quote that you had up the other day um, about the loving higher self? person that's Um, over you let me see and and i'm not sure when exactly i did get kicked out so if Mm -hmm. during the recording like it just stopped in the middle of something i was saying or i apologize for that so um i'm i have no idea what just happened um (laughs) ah. we were getting somewhere that's why i know that's what uh But I was talking about um, self-awareness being 90% of our battle here on Earth. Right. And I was recalling your recording 
um, about putting that loving higher self to observe. Yes. Mm -hmm. The loving observer. The loving observer. Yes, I had spoke about creating another persona outside of your own, mm-hmm. which you sort of have, for me, it was necessary during shadow work to reparent myself and to create sort of a, another me that could help to soothe the one that was going through the trauma work um, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have anyone there I I needed to like split myself into two but now I realized that I just opened up to hearing my higher self really it wasn't wasn't something I created that wasn't actually a real thing so we can be the witness of what we're doing and then we can be the witness of the witness there are all sorts of levels where we can sit and observe ourselves from And I think that the more, uh, like we're in a tree with some branches and like we climb up another branch, the the more used to we are sitting on a higher branch, um, the better, the, 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 uh, perspective, the perspective yeah I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm immersed I'm immersing myself in the feeling of the experience of what that's like that's why I'm I'm pausing because I'm like I'm 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 feeling what that feels like in a daily interaction to to not be in the first person to actually be above and like you know and that's with the calmness I really want to be able to Yes, I'm observing from a higher vantage point, but I need there to be a little bit of a lag because my person, my 3D person or whatever, is a little mm-hmm. a little bit too hyper and acts a little <laughs> too fast before the higher lo- loving observer can say, okay, honey, is that what you really want to do? Like, let's <laughs> take a minute and think about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm seeing a chess game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm seeing a chess game. Now, in everything that, you know, especially the, you know, enlightened community, the spiritual community talks about there being, you know, two different worlds. And one world you'd say they play chess while you're over here playing checkers. Mm -hmm. It's about us checker players. When we come into awareness, meaning loving, observer self, higher self, God self, tuning into the God self that's saying to you every day, fear not, because fear not is going to cover a multitude of sins. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to prevent you sinning or coming into things that will you fear it. And then now you are quenching the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. or 
you're biting somebody's head off at the gas station or at the cash register covering a multitude of sins that's the game of checkers that's the 3d we need to start being in awareness of ourselves on whatever level we are hindering ourselves on and start playing chess Yep. That's the phase that I I know that I'm in right now. This refining, maturing, integrating wisdom, having, allowing that loving observer to drive the car and say yeah. like, okay, the toddler has to go in the back seat and <laughs> just take a nap. Um, I'll tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I used to pretend, right, after I stood in front of the mirror one day, I looked up and I was literally gray. Okay. Absolutely. There was like no color to me. Mm-hmm. Gray. I looked like how I was feeling and I wasn't feeling good. That's the day I came up with baking soda, buddy, by the way, because when I realized how gray I was, I think I had heard somewhere how baking soda, buddy, or baking soda was good for your skin. And so I decided to like start scrubbing my face with baking soda. And um, that's also when something replayed in my head about being, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none remind me to come back there because it has an ending yeah um so after i left out of the bathroom in tears i looked into my closet and everything in my closet was gray there was no colored clothes in my closet nothing had color everything was gray or black not even white gray or black But at the same time, I had come up with, you're going to start cooking, Georgia, and you're going to name this bacon soda, Betty. And I was also coming into reality of how unaware I was of buying clothes that was gray all the time, not coming, not realizing that I was even doing that, like how I felt inside was, was spreading to how I was dressing. So at that time, I got a job and I decided I was going to cut my hair. So I cut my hair and I had to buy clothes for this new job. So I went in there. I was, you know, like I'm coming into this awareness of myself, but I had made a promise to God that I was going to start making sure that I paid attention. So every morning I would put on You Are the Creators and it was a self-affirmation recording on YouTube. Um, shout outs to your creators. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would play it every morning and when I'd come into the car, I would buckle up 
the the passenger side and put Jesus. <laughs> I said, "You're coming to work with me this morning, Jesus," and I'd buckle him up. Oh. Okay. And I would go to work. Every conversation I would have, I am referring it to him and through him. I I could hear people, but then not really because I made it so much so that I was always interacting with him. Now, I can tell you, I spent much more time at that job listening to uh, the likes of your creators, um, Hicks. What's what's that Hicks lady's name? Abraham. Abraham Hicks. Um, everything I could have, everything TD Jakes, you name it. I was listening to all of that all day long, and I would obsessively sit there and write down those, you know, quotes when they said something that hit home with you. I'd constantly write that down. I was doing any work. I was not doing any work. <laughs> Anyways, I had a trainer girl and she was a hothead. She really was a hothead. And um, one day she came in there and I had made a promise that I was actually going to do these people's work, but whatever. So she came to my desk one day and she was literally losing her mind. And I was watching her lose her mind. And I'm having a conversation with myself saying, oh my God, two months ago I would have bit her head off and I'm just here talking and I could hear the voice yeah you could bite her head off yeah I remember when you could have bit her head off but I was literally outside of myself watching her the thing she did though was that she started pointing in my face Mm -hmm. and she was really close to me she was standing up and I was still sitting at my desk she pointed so close But all I remember is that I gently took her hand, then I took her other hand and I moved with her and I put her in the chair beside me. The chair was broken. So when she sat in the chair, she, the chair actually collapsed even further. And then she was below me. She was lower than I was. And I turned to her and I said, I don't think that you would like for this conversation to go any worse than it already is. My other co-workers were speechless. When I came to, they said they were ready to call 911 because she was actually going crazy. But they wanted to know how come I didn't slap her. (laughs) I'm saying all of that to say When you said the loving observer, that story came to me. I was remembered that day because somehow I had implemented the loving observer that I no longer was feeling anything or choosing to just feel and react. I was having this conversation with the loving observer asking you know talking to having a conversation throughout the day about everything that I was seeing about everything that I was doing and I've even heard people say you know like oh I have Jesus will decide or God will decide my socks in the morning that's how much Mm -hmm. listen I can tell you 
I was asking him what socks I should wear. I wanted to make that much of a change in my life. And that was the only thing I knew to implement. Don't listen to other people telling you, oh, God's not concerned with with the food you eat today or the chicken that you just pray over it. Don't let anybody tell you that God's not concerned with the clothing you're wearing. I've gotten jobs just because, not because I had a better resume, but because somebody liked my shoes. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't ever, ever, God cares about everything. Your loving observer cares about everything about you. And we should care to reference how we should be through our loving observer every moment of the day. So, the whole thing about jack of all trades and master of none. Mm -hmm. It was a very important person in my life that had said that to me. And today, before I got on here, I actually looked up, you know, looked it up on Google and it said it's supposed to be that terminology or, you know, that quote is actually supposed to be um, offensive. Thank you, God, for sparing me from knowing that. (laughs) I would have been looking at that person for the whole of my life like, wow, really? But anyways, so the actual... It actually says Let me find that I took a picture of it earlier Because I know I had to So It says A jack of all trades Is a master of none But oftentimes Better than a master of one. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. But I'm glad I didn't know that because I'd have probably been too proud to look at myself. But now that I look at myself, I've I'm able to look back at my life and see that because I was never, you know, master of any, I fed myself being able to switch. I was able to, for God to say, okay, Georgia, sell shoes this week, do hair next week, um, cook this week until you start your cooking business, but keep that going. And I was able to meet so many people that changed how I thought, that changed my mindset, that he could use everybody that I met to help me and to help me to become who I needed to be. Even in this moment, me being exactly that has made me meet. I'm on this 
podcast with Heather having this conversation because he slowly was helping me overcome my fear. He was helping me overcome anxiety and depression because I was able to move when he said move because I tuned in more than I tuned out. But I I had to go through everything that I've gone through. I had to go to the depression in order for me to hear his voice. I had to go through everything I've gone through in order to understand fear not. Anything other? Any downloads? I just think that's the that's the process. You have to get down low <laughs> to um, have no choice basically than to look look up for for some hand, some sign, some love. Yeah, I'm don't like to imagine you in a state of depression (laughs) but um yeah I'm glad that we're talking today and that you are sharing and Mm -hmm. um developing this and it's a really beautiful thing to be a part of you know what came to me I wasn't even present through my depression (laughs) I was tucked away somewhere until I was fully integrated into accepting all of myself and all of my experiences so that's what it is it's becoming fully integrated there's a it's a Chinese proverbs yes it's a Chinese proverb hmm about you have to overcome seven deadly sins before you seven deadly enemies okay before you can have an actual external enemy. I'm trying to find what this Chinese proverb because I'm incredibly intrigued. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I'll look it up too. Defeating Defeating I'm not is it 13 but man I'm like I hope it's not 13 <laughs> and that, yeah <laughs> 13 can be doable don't let your inner me become your enemy mm-hmm. I am still in that stage of integration of mm-hmm. my shot, all the shadow aspects and discerning. That's just a whole nother topic. Discerning um, 
mm-hmm. what's 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 a healthy balance and what's what's unhealthy to you know what to shed and what to integrate basically yeah mm-hmm. um and then okay so it would be which to integrate which one at the time is yeah. what it is should i integrate meditation or should i integrate introspection because sometimes we need it narrowed down and should i decide from the viewpoint of my ego or from my loving observer or a little bit of both <laughs> all right i found it okay <laughs> i was way off i think i almost built my own quote <laughs> <laughs> not way off but it's 13 if you can master and destroy the 13 enemies you cannot see egoism arrogance conceit selfishness greed lust intolerance anger lying cheating gossiping and slandering you will be ready to fight the enemy you can see okay i need to print that out and i'll be reminded of that list on the daily because sometimes we just need to narrow it down. So if we're playing a game of chess, we're able to see. What are those things called? The pieces on the board. Mm-hmm. And I'll refer to the Bible again, where it says, call a thing out. Because if you never identify the thing, how how are you going to call it out? Do you even know it's existing? Do you even know it's there? Now, here's another thing that they'll say. Um, If you see something in someone else, it's because it's in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's been, that's been pretty helpful. So if it's, if it's now, and that's goes in, you know where we say um everyone's a mirror of you so the quickest way because i'm all about doing things the fast and easy way you know if you can prevent yourself from walking or scraping your way out of a tunnel when all you need to do is jump over (laughs) the wall go ahead so if I can, if someone, I have this piece, this mass, you know, this map in front of me telling me what the 13 enemies are and I cannot see them, mostly because they probably are inside of you and my eyes really view externally. Now that I know this bit of information, it's time for me to turn my eyes inward and go through this list of things I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be in my ego. I shouldn't be arrogant. I shouldn't be conceited. I shouldn't be selfish. I shouldn't be greedy. I shouldn't be lustful. I shouldn't be intolerant. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be lying. I shouldn't be cheating. I shouldn't be gossiping. And I shouldn't be slandering. Before I can ever go attack someone else or defend myself from. 
I'm thinking just open my mouth. I need to look at that list before I even open my mouth. <laughs> Once again, like we said last week, we are too busy. Mm-hmm. We are too busy minding our fear not. <laughs> We're yeah. too busy minding our mental space for there to be any negative encounter with people place thing outside of ourselves if we all on planet earth were doing this there are already books written the bible the basic instruction before leaving earth but okay all right since we're not really listening to that and we have many differences and so on and so forth i think this quote's really good mm-hmm. it, it, it's basically if how many other pages and how many other books are there for self-help and for self-actualization and going to heaven and so on and so forth let's just go through this list so let's go to kinko's and make how many copies <laughs> and just get some heli- get some drones get all those drones up there mm-hmm. to drop drop them drop them all over the the world the world yeah we are we we would be just so busy listening to okay georgia hey (laughs) it's another day make sure you fear fear not and here's your checklist here's the checklist And I would say that after conquering these 13 things, you should be confident. You should be intolerant and you sure as heck would be calm. It wouldn't even make sense at the end of the day that you could have an enemy that you can't see. It would totally eradicate an enemy. No externalization. Oh, I mean, just pure reflection of your inner state. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow. Ego is it though? egoism goes away with confidence Mm -hmm. a um, solid sense of self yeah no need to prove no need to validate no need so hmm. here's our homework Mm -hmm. (laughs) so last week we had three things to look for calmness, confidence, and indifference. <laughs> and this week, if ever we see egoism and all those 13 things in other people, our safest bet is to see that see if those things are in ourselves, in ourselves first. Yeah. That should that. 
that should calm you down that because running that through your mind you basically are going to forget anything else that's going on that's that loving observer conversation 24 7 implementing that program to check in constantly throughout the day like I can't tell you how important that is when I look back that changed me so much I became so non-reactive to probably I think people thought something was wrong with me but once again I was really caught up in my own internal conversation to care because really I was doing them a favor (laughs) being Mm non-reactive so non-reactive So, we'll be implementing. I love this, having homework and then coming back to discuss it. Yeah. See, it's building itself as we go, you know. Um, Because before we recorded or before we really ventured out to... um, using this platform to help ourselves mm-hmm. we came to the realization that authenticity was just everything like I couldn't do it any do anything else in my life if I wasn't or couldn't be authentic So, in our authenticity, we're sharing. And I hope this helps. I hope this helps someone. So our homework, if you are, if you've joined us on our first episode of Fear Not, this is our second episode. We're looking at making sure we investigate ourselves Um, after our first instruction which is fear not in the morning before we step through our door and begin our day and now we're adding checking ourselves for those 13 enemies can you post that in the chat oh I definitely will you're gonna love you're gonna love the depiction too (laughs) okay um so until next time it was a pleasure sharing thank you for helping me overcome fear as well right heather yeah Thank you, Georgia. I love these conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time.